what it is. It's another episode of Two Detroit Nerds. We're on. Can you hear me? Do you hear the clarity of that sound? This is our new studio, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for Dom and Mike, Mike and Adam. We got a second Adam here. We got Adam times two. Adam times two for providing this spectacular new place for us to record. I'm excited. Dom, tell me how you're feeling right now. Feeling great, man. This is this is like a look into the future, bro. I mean, we, we've been waiting on this already. This is a very comfortable spot, place I'm familiar with, with people I'm very familiar with. I couldn't be happier for this. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm embedded right now. I really feel like I've finally found a, a Detroit home you know mm-hmm. like I, i've been on the outside for so long now i'm finally on the inside this Hell is yeah this is sick um so we got a lot to talk about this episode i'm excited for this we got a couple of questions that have been banging around my mind this week i've been looking for a way to bring this up to dom and honestly i'm just gonna ask you straight up for the first question i wanted to do a who would kill who that's right, bro. It's my, it's one of my favorite segments easily. And we've done this on our old show. This is actually the first time we're doing it on this show, yeah. so I'm going to introduce it. It's basically which anime character would kill the other anime character in a fair fight using all of their abilities. And for each of these questions, there is a right answer. Yes. This isn't one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah, you know, everybody's opinion subjective. No, there's actually right answers to this and wrong answers. So I'm just going to go down the list, and we're going to just bang them out, each one. So first one, Dom, Luffy versus Naruto. I think anybody that watches anime should have had this exact same opinion. I'm sorry, not opinion. Right answer is (laughs) me. Correct answer. Easily, easily, Naruto. Okay. No doubt about that. I know all you you One Piece fanboys, Mike, uh, I know you guys are going to say otherwise, you know. With your new introduction of fifth year Luffy, Joy Boy, all this good stuff. That doesn't matter to me. That doesn't change anything about the outcome of this battle. We've seen what both are capable of. We've seen what both can do. So let's get right into it. First and foremost, let's go with feats. Now, I'm not the most familiar with One Piece, but I know enough to know the outcome of this. And I think Naruto just hasn't beaten feats easily, bro. I've seen way more displayed, way more done. Now... Anybody tries to throw all these extra little things they've seen in the show and whatnot. Here's Luffy's biggest downfall in a fight against, I would say, most anime characters. Water. Submerge him in water. Throw him in water. Whatever it is, if I'm not mistaken. Any devil fruit power holder cannot swim. And what happens if you can't swim and you're encased in water? You're going to drown. You're going to die. So that's pretty easy, especially within the Naruto realm of people having the nature elements to their disclosure, all these things that they can use, they can just pretty much summon water at will. Naruto being at the stage that he's at now, even with the loss of Kurama, sure, he can summon up enough water to close this guy in. I'm not saying it's going to be one-sided. Okay. I'm not saying it's going to be a low-difficulty fight. I think it's going to be extremely high difficulty for Naruto because I've also seen some pretty impressive feats from Luffy as well. Not too many I can credit him right now since I am more of a Naruto fanboy then one piece but that's what i'm going with for that one easy okay okay that's that that was um that was very detailed i like that answer and you were correct by the way naruto would win that fight um so the next the next one i I actually these are kind of a blast from the past these are a little bit older characters but let's see what you think 
Yusuke Urameshi versus Inuyasha. Um, Remember, they can do anything. What, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every any and everything we've seen them be able to do. I'm gonna go with Urameshi on this one. Okay. Just off the sole fact that throughout Yu Yu Hakusho, he spends the majority of his time fighting this exact type of being. Yeah. Which Inuyasha is a demon. <laughs> yeah. And the majority of the show, you know, Yusuke's just got hands regardless, with or without his powers. He's a straight scrapper, but you throw in his powers, I mean, he, he's displayed enough. I don't really even think Inuyasha would have a fair chance against somebody like Toguro, who yeah. Yusuke ends up overcoming. Not easily. My man definitely gets his ass beat multiple times, yeah. and it was a real, real hard, long-fought battle, but he pulls through, and I think in this one, he's going to do the same exact thing, especially... Especially with his demon form, I know it's kind of, it's kind of contradicting, you know. Mm. He fights demons, he eradicates them. He's gonna be a demon doing the same thing. He's he's taking this one off for sure. Okay, okay, um, you were correct. Mm -hmm. It would be Yusuke over Inuyasha for exactly the reason you said in the beginning. He's a literal spirit detective. His whole job is to kill demons. Inuyasha's a demon. Light he's work. Running. Light work. Uh, all right. So next one. Speaking of hands. Um, Jiu-Jitsu Kaizen guy versus Hiei. Now we're talking Itadori? Uh, yeah. The, the, the main character? The main character. Ah. Uh, I gotta... Ah, uh, I don't know. That's that's a tough one right there. Now we're, we're talking current feats? Yeah, current, okay. current feats. So there's obviously a little bit of bias with this only because there's only so much of Jujutsu Kaisen out in the manga. Um, I'm going Hiei. I just feel yeah. like he's way more experienced with his own powers, way more experienced with fighting, even though Itadori does have the power to kun on his side, who is the greatest cursed spirit in Jujutsu Kaisen, which does hold a lot under his name. A lot. Mm. And I've only seen him do so much now. This is where some of these who would kill who's get a little tricky because you have things in Jujutsu Kaisen like the domain expansion. Now, for anybody who hasn't watched... Anybody who's not familiar with this, a domain expansion is basically a small created world by the user, and it basically guarantees you a free hit within this world. Basically, you can take little to no damage. There's a few cases where this is the exception, but you pretty much can take no damage while getting in your free hit. Now, I know that's a major advantage in a fight like this. Mm -hmm. One free hit's almost a guaranteed win, but I feel like he, he's got the... Uh, the Great Flame of the Black Dragon. He's got his third eye that opens. He's got his sword at his utility. So I'm going to go right now off of current info and current feats. I'm going Hiei with that. Yep, that was correct. Hiei would be Jujutsu Kaisen guy. What's yeah. his name? Uh, Yuji Itadori. Yuji Itadori, okay. I, I've seen that show twice and I literally... Oh, bro, you got to get on that, <laughs> man. It's, it's so fucking good. It's another map of production and that, you yeah. know, that alone already has it high up on the list yeah so that's i'm gonna save the rest of them for another episode because um these are really great and i don't want to spoil all of them on just one show so uh that was our who would kill who now i do have another question this is also anime related can you tell me what vinland saga is why i should care about it why is it good why do i keep hearing about it what's going on here you know, I'm going to go full in with this, and this is off of one season being out, and that's pretty much all I've seen. Vinland Saga is a masterpiece in and out. From the first episode to the last episode that I've watched, I loved every single minute of it. 
everything's great about it. The the plot, the uh, the world, the characters. I mean, you get you get so much in a small span of time in these episodes that you couldn't even believe. It's only, if I'm not mistaken, 12 episodes is all that's out right now. You'd actually be very surprised at how much is covered within these 12 episodes. You have your main character, Thorfinn. He is the son to basically the greatest warrior known amongst all the... I think, if I'm not mistaken, they're Vikings. They are Vikings. He's basically the greatest known warrior amongst all these Vikings. No matter what you see these guys doing, as soon as they see his dad pull up, shit just got real. And he's not too far behind him, yet he's nowhere near what his father was doing and has no capabilities yet. Just yet. Like I said, that's that's just on the the short side of what I've seen so far. And I know, I think they have a graphic novel out. I'm sure there's so much I'm missing, so much I haven't seen, witnessed, whatever. But he's just straight savage, bro. This is a kid that's fighting with grown men, strong-ass men, grown man strength, all this. And he's just, in most cases, just fighting hand-to-hand with these guys, staying up the par. So you got to check that out, bro. I'll watch it. You really it. do. It's, watch it. The animation is done beautifully. We'll have a uh, we'll have a follow-up where I give you my review on Vinland Saga. Yeah. Something tells me this is hype, but I'm going to take your, your word for it for now. Please and do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check this out. So moving into video games, we'll come back to anime because there's a couple other things I want to talk about. But moving into video games real quick, this is something that I've been talking about with a couple of my friends because I've got a lot of friends that moved from consoles into PC. They're big on PC now. They make fun of me because I still play on an ancient console. And I actually want to get some pros and cons. So let's get the conversation going. For, for like the actual listener who wants to get either a PC or a console, which one should they get in 2023? If you're looking for accessibility, I say I always have this debate with people and it reminds me of the Android versus the iPhone debate. Whereas you can do so much more with your Android in terms of customization for it down to the last detail of being how you want it to be. And then you have your iPhone who is a little bit complex as well, but it's more simplified for the average user. So it's not as much you need to do for it. Now, PC, you can do a lot more, obviously. You can get a much better connection. Graphics are out of this world on PCs from what I've seen. Um, What's it called? What was I going to fucking just say? I'm having a brain fire right now. Um, just b- basically everything's better on PC in terms of those things I just said, plus like fluid movements, uh, the gameplay, all those kind of things. Now, I'm personally a console owner myself. I prefer that 10 times over a PC. I feel like there's a lot more work that goes into a PC than needs to be, you know, like at least for the average gamer like myself. Now, if you're a streamer, if you're a hardcore gamer that literally wants every single aspect of gaming to be checked off on your list, definitely go with the pc route um the only downside to a pc is much more costly yeah and we're now in the age where with these next gen consoles i know it's kind of funny you say next gen now because they've been out for a little while they're very costly pcs mm-hmm. I, I know people that have spent near ten thousand dollars to get their Holy pc shit. maximized on all output everything you need for it and that that's a lot as opposed to a 500 hundred dollar system which right basically can do just about all the same things and let me just the biggest thing with pcs to me is how you actually interface with the pc see i can put a console on uh hook it up to my tv lay back on my couch game it's a lot more casual Mm -hmm. and it also lends itself to being played in a leisurely kind of way 
right? Whereas a PC, I have to sit at a fucking desk. Yeah, you gotta get your gamer chair. I have to, I have to fucking, like, pull up my chair, sit, and I have to get a sick monitor IPS display with 144 hertz. I mean, if you're not doing this, you're gonna be at the disadvantage if you're playing competitive to the people who are. Absolutely. Right? But then you play a console, and you're not dealing with that kind of shit. You can just play a game. And it doesn't require so much like heavy lifting in terms of creating a setup and a whole rig and a whole system. So that's for me just what kills PC for me is just how you play a PC as a first as a console. Yeah, and you also there's a lot more um, you have to maintain with the PC as well. Like I've had consoles for six, seven plus years, never had a problem with them. Whereas a PC, at least from owners that I personally know, you know, you got to go through a lot. You got to change your graphics card out every so often and these things don't come cheap especially mm-hmm. off of resale obviously everything nowadays that's worth wanting is always bought out it's always sold out nowadays because of resellers who then want to turn over and make a profit which a hustle is a hustle but i'm not having to go spend seven eight hundred dollars on just one part for a pc as opposed to like i said my console comes already built does everything i needed to do like you said, plug it in the TV, turn it on, boom, it's ready to play. PC, you know, you got to turn it on, load everything up. Right. You got to go to your programs to get to your gaming. You got to make sure all your files are in order. There's a lot more that goes into it, which I'm sure when you become more familiar with it, it does make the whole experience much easier for you. But mm. right now, at least, that's not for me. Right. No, I think, uh, I think also, too, the funniest thing I see with PC gamers is like, they will talk all this shit about console and then they'll fall off of Discord because their computer crashed. Yeah. And I'll you don't, like, also <laughs> don't have to worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, yo, that sounds funny. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I got to say though, one thing that PC does have over console is the selection of games. You get these games that you'll never get on console that are available for PC that have these whole other communities that really do lend themselves to like, you know, late night competitive gaming with big communities. Yeah. Like, that's something that PCs had forever before consoles had them, so... And they're fun. Yeah, and and they're fun, exactly. And the the thing with the next-gen consoles, and this happened with the Xbox One and the PS4 uh, as well, is when they first came out, they didn't have good games. At all. I remember waiting, bro, because we we had so many games promised. And and that's another thing about console, and I know it kind of... Kind of... Not console, I'm sorry, PC. It kind of does fall under this... um, the exclusivity realm now we've console wars have always been what they are because of exclusive games there's really no difference between the xbox and the playstation nowadays besides the exclusives they have to offer and that's kind of the thing that'll show you which one is the winner in terms of sales now pc is kind of in a good space because they can usually get both console exclusives ported over to their game not all have been but a good majority at least the the mainline triple a good titles you would want on your pc at least nowadays are kind of moving towards porting over so i've also noticed that's a good that's a good plus as well yeah yeah uh that just a warning guys there will be a pizza break i mean you guys won't feel the break because we're gonna edit it to the where it feels like we haven't been gone but we're gonna feel the break because you know we're in reality and not in recording so just letting you know, there might be a time where me and Dom are talking and I get the you know ring that the pizza's here and then I'll have to stop Dom in the middle of his uh, sentence. But just letting you guys know, quick warning, there, there will be a pizza alert at some point. Um, on that note, uh, let's talk about food for a second. 
let's oh, just yeah. let's let's just veer off the, the the beaten path here and talk about food. Um, so I'm new to Detroit. I'm a big food guy, but I only care about pizza and burgers. Those are the only two types of food that I'm like. Like everybody else in Michigan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like those are the types of food that I'm actually like testing and seeing like which are good and which aren't. And um, I, I just kind of want to know, you know, from somebody that's native to here, what are the best burgers, best pizza, Metro Detroit, hands down? So I can give, I'll give you two for each to make it a little easier. That way you, you don't have to just pick one. Um, I'm a big slider guy. Okay. Um, and I'm a big fan of these old school sliders. Not your new, all these new slider joints are coming out and they're not necessarily bad, but they don't have that old school feel. You sit down, you sit at the counter, you know, all it's got a certain aspects that make it feel old school in terms of the old school ones and i don't know if this is you know just because it's right around my area and it's just so quick so easy but it really does what you need it to do i'm a big fan of like telway and braise i don't know if you've had either i haven't had telway but i've had braise okay so telway isn't too far off of braise they're, they're very similar in ways um mm. you know you you know you're at a good slider place when you're getting a to-go bag. Yep. Your bag's greasy. Greasy as hell. Smell right? nothing but the fries through the bag. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? You, you got maybe an older lady behind the counter flipping your burgers, and you can see she's just doing it with just such finesse. You're like, oh, she's been doing this for a while, you know? And you, um, and outside of that, this is actually a place me and you were supposed to go to before but yeah. couldn't because they were packed. Owl. Owl. That's Owl and Royal Oak. Telway is where is in in. Is I think it's Hazel Park. Hazel Park. Okay. Yeah, I think I think both might be actually. I think Telway and Braze are in Hazel Park. There's also Braze in uh, outside of Canton. I forgot the name of the town. Not Plymouth. Same company. It's with a same. Z. Oh, actually, it's not with a Z. It's with an I S. Think this, I th- it's okay. Okay. Yeah, I, think, I think they are the same. Yeah, because it's um, is is there like a donkey or like uh or like some sort of horse or something? That's the. Uh, that's the. Ah, symbol. My memory's a little foggy. I can't say for sure off the top of my head. I I feel like. I want to say that, that there that might be. be. I don't yeah. know, but they, I mean, I, even if they're not the same, I'm I'm sure they kind of hold the same consistency. You know, just, just mm. th- they stay the same way. Um, but Owl, man, we I was so mad that day we tried to go. Yeah, and man. they were just booming that day. It's Owl's a very very tight little spot. It's it's real nice on the inside. It's very up to date in a very good way. But they have, they do a lot of their burgers on brioche buns. Now that's mm-hmm. that's a game changer. To anybody who hasn't had a brioche bun for the, any kind of burger, not even just a slider, not just from Owl, any kind, definitely go out and try that. They have their own in house sauce they put on there. They literally keep it real simple. It's a couple patties. You can get bacon on it, cheese, the sauce, a couple pickles. It's perfect. That's perfect. Amazing. And I noticed a lot of places in Michigan do that where they don't dress the burger up too much. Which I do like from certain places, a dressed up burger. You know, I'm realistically, I'm more of like a lettuce, tomato, onion. Yeah. Cheese. Boom. That's all I would really need. I I don't need too much ketchup. I uh, I will has an egg on their burger. They have an option there and it's fucking crack. It's so good, bro. It just, it does it up so well. it's, It's ridiculous. So on to pizza which was the first word i could spell it's one of the most important things to me um let's break it down because we had mike say jets jets pizza which is a chain here in michigan um i don't agree with that the pizza (laughs) that uh, i ordered for us here is actually probably one of my favorites in metro detroit it's called two guys from italy have you guys had that i haven't okay where would you say it's located um it's in 
Royal Oak. Okay. So this place I found just from looking at DoorDash like incessantly. I look at DoorDash like some people look at Tinder. I like, believe it. I just be looking at DoorDash just just scrolling forever, um, just trying to find like new uh, food places that I hadn't heard of before. But I ran across this place and it's pretty good. But um, yeah, when you're really fiending for pizza, where are you looking at? So in my household, we you know we're we're very easy to satisfy not just with anything but with you know we just like what we like we're we're a franco's household okay franco's is right over here on uh van dyke just south of 10 mile there there is it's just so good bro they're just great it's a small little joint uh as far as i'm concerned it's been kind of the same workers in there since i've been going in there i've seen a couple new faces in there but they really keep it within and they just i've never been disappointed one time of going there Never yeah. been any problems. They make their pizzas perfect. This is also a place you can go to. I know people have this debate a lot of the well-done, not well-done cooked pizza. Mm. I prefer it to be well-done. Me too. I've actually ordered from there multiple times and forgot to tell them that, and you almost cannot tell the difference. Really? They got good toppings. They do it, they do it perfectly. Perfect, right? bro. Yeah. Like, just, just everything. And, you know, they kind of... if I, They weren't always, from what I remember fully on with the times you know like there was a time where most pizza places weren't doing like your butter parm mm. on the crust things right. like that and then right. when we by the time me and my family started ordering from there they were always on they asked you if you want that so i was really glad to see that at the times that we did but yeah man they are good toppings their sauce is very good they don't really do too much to their pizza to try to make it too different from the next place but you'll know if you're eating a franco's pizza as opposed to any other place wow Okay, so they've got what you're saying is they got consistent quality. Yep. They've got pretty much everything that you would want in a basic pizza. So yes. They're not fucking around with it too much. Top tier taste though. And and the taste is really yes. good. That's yes. that's the golden ticket. So for me, I think if a pizza place like the reason why I wouldn't put Jets on even my top five anymore, like anymore, right? Jets there was a time and place. I, I like Jets a lot still where, to this day. No, there was a time where Jets was like on top of the world. I feel like their quality has gone down though. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, with with it being a franchise, you know. Yeah. Unfortunately, they have a. I guess you could call it a code of conduct. They always follow within each store, and mm. this is a business, so you got to kind of have the understanding that they're gonna follow what makes them money. Yeah. Moreover, than what's pleasing all their customers, which I get, but. When you're dealing with food, you, you kind of got to put the customers over that, yeah. I feel like. Because that would definitely be what keeps people coming back and keep people talking about your place as well. But Jets, I mean, man. I got a question. Yeah, let's hear it. $5 one special Jets, two slices and a pop, or $5 hot night? Oh, Oh, jets. easily jets, easy but jets, yeah. don't don't let's not let's not get the sleepers going on the little Caesars because little Caesars little Caesars would definitely save some lives. Oh, you easily, feed the fam off of five. Easily, I mean you can't say you know there's not many other places you can you can say that about. So, but no, definitely the the two slices and a pop. Jets is definitely a better quality. I will say this about little Caesars though, because this has never happened to me with any other food. This is uh -oh. why I don't uh, get the five dollar thing anymore. <laughs> Uh, one time I ate a whole, most of a whole five dollar <laughs> pizza. You were in the same boat. Yeah, literally ate most of a whole five dollar pizza, and I almost pooped my pants asleep. Like <laughs> I woke up to myself about to poop in my bed. And Hold that's on, never. Oh, I wasn't drunk. I wasn't. I hadn't done anything. I literally 
ate the pizza and then woke up at like 3 a.m. and had to run to the bathroom, bro. Had to sprint. Oh my! <laughs> he said, <laughs> "That's our uh, that's our producer in the background, guys. He's giving us a little show note and said he's also had a similar experience with Jets. So, if you want to poop your pants? Go to Caesars or uh, Jets." Oh man, <laughs> the poo poo pizza place. Yeah, that's fucking awesome, bro. Um, but getting right before we move on, I want to get back to burgers because we did talk about what constitutes a good burger. But I did want to talk about like these unorthodox burger creations. You go to some places and they'll have like a Cheeto or like a mac and cheese burger. I think the people who make this stuff should be kidnapped. Yeah. I don't know about you though. Locked like, up in a cell. Yeah. They food should, and water once a day. <laughs> they should get <laughs> just the burger. Is their food and water? Yeah. It's the here. Since you want to make this shit, eat it. They should have black helicopters over their house. People rappel down, take them in the middle of the night over over the fucking burger creations I've seen. See, I, you know, I'm I'm all for like getting real creative with food and trying things that are out of the norm, but. There's definitely a time and a place for those types of things. And there's that fine line between doing too much and not doing enough. Mm-hmm. The mac and cheese, the Cheetos on the burger, all those things. I mean, they may be good to some people. But to me, if you're asking somebody what makes a burger, these will never make the list. No. This is just, th- these are just basically a snack idea. <laughs> it sounds like to me some guy just got stoned out of his mind. Absolutely. Was eating a whole bunch of fucking things at once and thought to himself, hey, let me just toss these on my burger and see how well this works. And you know, for some people that works, but for the actual burger consumer, this shit does not fly at all. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I think it's sacrilege. I think, I, I don't understand why people would mess with something so simplistic and perfect. Like yeah. A burger. At, at least with those items. Yeah, right, right. Because, like, I, I got, like, you were just saying, like, you know, putting an egg on a burger, that's fine. Yeah. You know, putting bacon, extra bacon on your burger, fine. Right. That's okay. But, like, something about putting, not, I, won't, I don't want to keep using the mac and cheese example. <laughs> it's just terrible. Yeah, it yeah, sounds yeah, bad. Yeah, you ever have the mushroom burger from Shake Shack? No, is it good? Shake Shack's good. Yeah. So yeah, real good. See, that's another one that I you think. You don't like mushrooms? I, I, this is this is the thing, man. I like <laughs> they also made you poop your face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they, uh, um, so it's not that I don't like mushrooms because I like a mushroom pepperoni pizza. Yeah, and okay. I, and I barely, I genuinely, generally don't uh, put toppings on my pizza. So like we had this discussion. You're a cheese pizza guy. Yeah, I'm a cheese pizza guy. So was he? Yeah, it's it's that's double, a pizza. Double yeah, double, double cheese, cheese extra large. large. <laughs> Um, does anybody here do extra sauce i heard that's supposed to be a a come up Uh, i see i've had extra sauce on pizza but like a a traditional round Mm -hmm. i don't really prefer it just because you have that thinner layer of bread whereas like maybe like a chicago deep dish yeah or even a square pizza square pizzas i've had with extra sauce yeah those are real good that way just because it's a thicker piece of bread, so it can soak the sauce up a little more. It's not like you're fucking taking a bite and right. molten lava shooting out on your lips or whatnot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I'm like yes and no on the extra sauce. It just depends on the kind of pizza you're getting. All right. Really. Here's the ultimate question, because we have our favorites now of like what we like yeah. as adults. But what was that pizza that you would get at a sleepover or at a, like a late night game session? Like, who was that pizza? <sighs> The, like, company or, like, styled pizza? Um, both, both, I guess? Both. We'll see. My, my mom was, when we were kids, was very 
on the uh, <laughs> I'm not getting no expensive pizza for the sleepover, you know. Oh, true, true. And that's how like other people's houses I would sleep over would be as well. So it almost every time ended up being little Caesars, but you know, as a kid. You're not thinking twice about that. Yeah. You're hungry. It's quick. I love you Little like, Caesars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You love it. So it's like Little Caesars was always the answer, at least for us. And I I don't really prefer it these days, but I used to love banana peppers on my pizza as a banana kid. Banana peppers. Yeah. Hmm. At one point, you know. Yeah. Did you go to Caesarland? Oh, no. Caesarland's a different what story, bro. Caesar? You're not there. Bro, you know. Oh, it's, yeah. it's a here. Th- oh, I yeah, forgot. Caesarland. Bro, Caesarland is literally like a little Caesars version of fucking Dave and Buster's for kids. Oh, shit. That yeah. would have been. That would have been. Yeah, like that's it. even better. Chuck E. Cheese, but Chuck better. E. Yeah. <laughs> was there was there more than one season land? Because my whole life, yeah. I only remember the one over here on Hoover. Yeah, there was the one at Hoover and the one at uh, like fourteen mile and Shanghai or something. You're right. There, what? You're fucking right about that, bro. See, I remember like I like vivid memory. I, I just had a memory unlocked moment right now for uh, fucking Caesar Land, bro. They so like he said, it's like Chuck E. Cheese, but th- the differences were like okay, Chuck E. Cheese has that like little helicopter uh thing you could go in as a kid and like act like you were fine on that they didn't have that but they had like this little jungle gym where they had what looked like these punching bags right mm. and there was this platform a long narrow platform that you would run across and like kind of like a football drill like run through these as fast as you could and then they had this awesome slide it was made of rolling pins oh. yeah but, yeah if, you know oh, i never understood pins. how there was no uh parental guidance needed if you would i mean your yeah. parents would stand at the end of the slide like anywhere else but mm-hmm. i'm telling you bro you you know as a kid you're not thinking do this keep my hands like this you're 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 rolling head first <laughs> you're going on your side you're going upside down on your back so if you roll a certain way sometimes your fingers like if they were gripped enough would kind of slide and now they weren't like these metal pins where like right. your fingers aren't coming out but mm-hmm. Shit hurt like hell as a kid, man. You know, you gotta get embarrassed, cry in front of all the other kids <laughs> in Caesarland. You all know where the parents were drinking pitchers of beer. Yeah, fuck yeah. Oh, they had his like, beer. Yeah, beer yeah. No, I don't think they did actually. Didn't they? Don't they have like cocktails at some Chuck E. Cheese's? Like, can't you get? Yes, like, you can get drinks at Chuck E. Cheese. Yes, get, like a like a classy like a, like a Manhattan. At some, <laughs> at, at some Chuck E. Cheese. You just imagine being a parent hitting up your friends. You guys want to go grab some cocktail at Chuck E. Cheese tonight? No, they tried. That's Chuck, the move. Chuck E. Cheese is uh, in a lot of financial trouble, so they've tried to, to do a lot of different things. To uh, I think I read an article about that mm-hmm. uh, like a couple years ago. They said they were... <laughs> you're right. Yeah. I do remember now. They, that was their introduction was... Yeah. Now serving alcoholic drinks at Chuck E. Cheese, and I'm like, uh, kids are going to have a good time with this. <laughs> right. No. Um, so... Let's 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 move off of food here because I feel like uh, yeah we could still, never this would be a yeah, never ending topic we would talk about that for forever. So um, there's an anime that I've watched a while ago. Well, before we get into this, one one other quick thing: um, anime names. Can we just for a second sit here and think about some of the names of anime that make no fucking sense? Like Bungo Stray Dogs is one of the biggest. <laughs> animes that are out right now i heard is actually very good and i listen I, i'll tell you what bro especially nowadays a, a title is something that can turn me off to watching something really no not necessarily like i'm going to uh summarize it strictly off the title because that's impossible but mm-hmm. certain things i'm like man what the fuck is this yeah, like right. come on like what what are we going for with this title you know yeah sherlock yeah now. have you ever heard of that no i have not oh my god bro we had uh us three and one of our other buddies spencer you know spencer um 
we had this like period of time where it, it was a few, it was some years back now we were at my house in the summertime we had a little setup out there and we were just like watching anime we had one day like we were just like man let's just let's just search through you know mm. just kind of see what we can find Nick up up we found this fucking like looked to be like a late 80s anime called Sherlock Hound and it was it, it kind of became our like joking matter at the yeah. time like you know we, when, whenever we'd all have an idea to go watch a certain show one of us just to be a dick would throw out Sherlock Hound like hey put Sherlock Hound on bro let's watch it yeah. so this day we never watched it but I don't know bro I wonder how it is now I'm sure I would form a very different opinion now than I did then because this was had to have been a good like seven eight years ago now. Like there's some there's some anime names that sound dope like Mob Psycho 100. Yeah, like, that sounds lit. Even without it really making too much sense. Yeah, you know because you, you somebody says hey you ever heard of Mob Psycho 100? They're gonna look at you crazy, bro. What the fuck did you just say? Yeah, to me? like what? Did you call me. <laughs> but um, and then you know there's some that are very descriptive and kind of draw you into the show like the promised neverland it's like oh what's that very you know? fitting for how the show is and then absolutely yeah then there's just like regular descriptions like sword art online like, and then you got your classic <laughs> title is the name of the character yeah naruto or, or, or naruto right but then there's some of them uh that kind of do like 50 percent of that but mm -hmm. then you lose them like they just turn into some sort of like insane goblin. way more yeah yeah so like uh one of my favorite ones on netflix is gundam hathaway like why <laughs> play on Anne hathaway yeah, why is it called a hathaway <laughs> do or, they have any references in it about her no it's just what it says lead to a oh okay um <laughs> we're gonna lead into a break uh so here's us leading into a break this is a break what's going on ladies and gentlemen we had to eat some pizza real quick. Now my stomach's full. Me and Don were talking about something uh, on the break here that I thought we should bring up. We talk about rap here on this show. We talk about it, and uh, we hope you guys enjoy when we talk about it. But um, I, I'm not one of those people that necessarily likes most rappers. I love rap, but I don't like most rappers. Um, here's the reason why. I think fundamentally a lot of personalities that want to rap are fundamentally corny. Yeah. Like, there is a corny aspect to, like, being like, I want to be a rapper. Mm -hmm. And a lot of rappers can't seem to uh, transcend that. Some, But some do, right? right? Like, some absolutely do. But there are some that are still incredible lyricists, musicians, uh, just all-around artists that I still feel like can't get out of the cornballness. And those two rappers for me would be J. Cole and, and Kendrick. Oh, Lamar. my God. They, <laughs> J. Cole, I mean, I'll, I'll be more understanding of the J. Cole one. Not Kendrick, though. I don't know. I, I, it's all, I mean, it is, it's definitely all down to opinion. I right. can't say you're wrong for feeling that way. Or I'm right for feeling the way I do. And I get it. I've definitely, I don't see it as much as other people, but I definitely see where they say it about J. Cole because, you know, the times we're in now, people aren't, not saying necessarily you, mm. but a lot of people aren't with that, like, forward-pushing, positive, uh, I come from the slums, you know, I had to do this. Uh, I'm not with that, I'll tell you. Right, right, right no, and, and I know a lot of people that aren't with that, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, a lot of people don't like that because that's not what they come to rap for, especially nowadays. You know, a lot of people, with a lot of the music that these rappers today are making, like, it's more so, like... Kind of, I don't want to say feel good, because I feel like that kind of boxes it in, but it's kind of like feel good, like, uh, 
not in an uplifting way either. Not no. in a like holy gospel type no. shit of feel good either. It, it's more like party, live your life, do what you want, which to an extent I think is very good. Now, when you, when you kind of get outside that box of do what you want and feel good, you know, that's where you start to uh, stumble upon like dangerous territory because mm. people kind of take that a little further than they should. That's with the inclusion of like drugs, violence, things like that. But that's I don't true. know. But man, Kendrick, so, cornball. So um, here's my biggest reason why Kendrick's a cornball. Um, what's his face? Daylight. Do you know who Daylight is? Coldest battle rapper out. Yes, Daylight had an incredible point one time. If you ever watch, if you ever want to watch something that will hold your attention immediately, watch his live streams where he's just talking into his phone. He's a nut job. It's incredible. <laughs> he's a, for sure a nut job. Not even because of the fucking face tags yeah, and none of that. He's just got like I've seen. And you're right. You're right. If you want to keep yourself entertained, definitely yeah. watch some shit with him because he. You'll never predict what's going to come about in an interview or a live stream of this guy. Like, no, he's, he's so cold in terms of just, number one, entertainment value, number two, talent. This guy's extremely talented. But anyways, he said something that was so fucking true. He was talking about, I'm just going to say what he said. He was talking about how people in the live chat were like, oh, you're not better than Kendrick. Because he was saying he's the best rapper that he knows, right? Okay. But he personally knows Kendrick. So we were like, you're not better than Kendrick. And they were like, somebody said on the thing. Kendrick won uh, a Pulitzer Prize, right? And then Daylight was like, yeah, they're going to give that nigga a, a, a Pulitzer Prize. If I was rapping like BDB, <laughs> like he does like the, the fucking Kendrick voice, and like oh, he does okay. like the Kendrick voice, he's like, yeah, they're going to give him the, like, because he was basically saying, when you rap almost cartoonishly, the critical, and I'm going to have to say it, but the critical white media enjoys that primarily because it doesn't to them they can take a sort of a distance from it and look at it almost like a character or someone's playing a role and not yeah. like the real not the black person they are not, not the, to, not to make it racial but not the black person that exactly. they are exactly yeah, yeah, yeah I understand and, that for sure and so you get where I'm coming from that's my biggest thing with Kendrick is that like if he would just put some tenor sometimes in his voice like he does sometimes he does yeah yeah if he would do that for his like big songs that got all that critical acclaim I would be sitting here right now saying he's the greatest rapper ever for sure and, I, and it's like there's definitely that margin of like once you become so worldwide, you kind of can't go back to that. Certain rappers have, right. okay. and certain rappers definitely make that work. But I feel like in his case, because of when he came out, and you, and you I, me, I'm the first to understand this. He was given early on so many praises of already being the best that I can't even blame him for some shit like that to get to his head. Yeah. Because this was, we're talking a Kendrick who, uh, this is technically off of his first debut drop with a label. You know what I'm saying? Like I know, I know. Technically, Section 80 was his first drop, but nobody really says that. Everybody, Good Kid, Mad City is his real official first release mm -hmm. because Section 80 originally dropped as a mixtape and then was formatted over into an album mm -hmm. to like be you know be purchasable through iTunes, right, right. Spotify, wherever you were getting it from at the time. Um, so I get that, and that's actually the main thing. Anybody I know that says they don't like Kendrick, that is the reason why. Mm -hmm. It's his voice. A lot of people don't like his voice. And they can't get with a lot of his music for that specific reason. Me, I've I've been a Kendrick fan since Section Eighty, um, and I, I'm I'm in I'm in that that section of people that's like, oh, damn near like this guy can do no wrong. Now there's definitely songs of his I don't listen to. Songs I will skip past. Outside of those though, he maybe not my personal, but he's definitely deserve is very deserving of that top spot. I just think it's more so what you look for. 
when you're listening to music than what you're getting. Very good. You know point. what I'm saying? And, and if, if those two kind of like meet, if those two check out for you, I think that's what kind of gets us in the conversation of who our favorites are, who we think the best are, who deserves these accolades, all that. So, I but at the same time, I'm I'm respectful of, of opinions of other people too. I get why because the right. same reason you don't like Kendrick, there's a lot of other rappers I don't like for the exact same reason. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, and like you said, it's subjective. It's like, but the, to me, there's there are these rappers. This kind of on the flip side of it because you know we were just talking about some of the greats like Kendrick, and I'll put him up there. Yeah. Like I, I'll never say he's not one of the greatest to ever do it. I don't think the same thing about J Cole. In fact. I would put J. Cole in the same category of like um, wave sounds to go to sleep to, like music that you fall asleep to. Nap raps is what I like to call Yikes. it. Yikes. But anyways, um, there are these, on the flip side of this, there are these rappers that are terrible, right? That have these like one-off acts, like I call them flashes in the pan, mm-hmm. that really showcase like if they had the direction and focus and we're not on drugs what they could have been yeah and it's and on the one hand it's sad but on the other hand i almost kind of like it because they're like uh they've got like a special ability like they're like low level like like they're like if they were a pokemon right like they'd be a weak pokemon but then they've got the best ability in the game they've got that one special ability so i'm just off the top of my head like you know actually i was gonna say take a but here's the thing about take a his mixtape is legitimately good I've heard the good thing. I've never given him too much of my time. I never really listened to too much TK, but I'm always, I'm always reading stuff about rappers, even rappers I don't like, rappers I don't listen to whatsoever. And I've majority, uh, majority, I've only seen good things about him. Yeah, and it sucks. Isn't he locked? Isn't he in prison for life? Yeah, for he's forty three years. Yeah, he's never getting out. <laughs> yeah, um, never uh, getting out. I don't know who he is. Winning as a kid, you, you know do. He's got his his breakout. His song was uh, the race. The race. Fuck a if beat, you see I him, you'll know what he looks case. like. We can play these things oh. on, on on this show, uh, right? We can play them. Can can we play them, Adam? Would it, would that be <laughs> would that would that be too much to ask for? Or? You know the lore of the race, like what was going on. Have you you haven't heard of this at all? No. Nah, okay, so he recorded the race while he was on the run from federal agents for a robbery homicide. So he was, this is an actual, he was actually on the run. The lyrics are about what he did. And it's like about as hyper-realism as you can get when it comes to rap. And he was a 17-year-old kid at the time. So this dude was actually with the shits. I'm trying to remember the, 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 the sample and that sounds like uh, it's from like an old school video, video game. game. I want to say like Zelda or something. Yeah. I don't know why. Playboy Cardi, like if you listen to, if you look at this, uh, I forgot what it's called. Um, God damn it. Tell him by Kachis. Have you, do you know Kachis is? Kachis? I don't think I do. He's like a lyric. He's like if if Playboy Cardi actually had lyrics. Okay. He sounds exactly like him. Oh, Mike would be all down for that right yeah, there. Yeah, but this is one like piece. they have like a one piece thing that's just looped, and it's actually one of the dopest things ever because it's just this scene over and over again, but it matches like their movement matches with the song. Perfectly. You see that 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 style of music, more so than like the Eminem or like like the rock. I mean, I even used to see um. 
there was a lot of punk rock AMVs as well, just because it, at the time it was so fitting. But I feel like with a lot of the samples and a lot of the sounds like your Playboy Cardi's, even your Little Easy Words, because they have a lot of anime inspiration, not even just in their music, just, just them themselves. Yeah. They, they've talked about it in interviews. Yeah. That's way more fitting today because look how big anime is now and look how big a lot of these artists are. Most people that gravitate towards one or the other they would come together for both of those big time, I feel like. And, like, just the rapification or the hip-hopification of anime is so interesting to me because I remember it was always my dream when I was a kid to, like... For the mashing? Yeah, for them to mash. And, like, they... And, like, I guess that dream was shared by, like, 20 million other kids. Yeah. Because it just happened. just didn't have the platform to talk about it on at the time. Exactly. It just sort of inevitably happened. And then you look at rappers like Xavier Wolf, who, like, their whole M.O. is that they're anime Mm -hmm. fans. Like, their whole thing is that they love anime. And for me, that's... I don't know. There's something really special about that. That confluence of those two things coming together. Um... I don't know. And, and it makes me want to talk about both of those two things on this show. Right? Yeah, no, 100%. There's, there's something that they share in common, and I'm not exactly what sure what that is. No, and even like as an as an early fan, you, you kind of at first didn't didn't really think that those two would fit well. At, at least in me. Like everything I was mm-hmm. watching at the time, you know, it, it, these were the early shows, the early times of uh, Toonami. You had like your Dragon Ball, you had Gundam, Cowboy Bebop, all these shows, and like it never used to cross my mind like oh you know this would sound dope with a hip-hop soundtrack at, right. at the uh in the background playing whatever it is but then you get samurai shampoo drops right. and you're like oh my god saying. bro like this is what you know basically what you've been waiting for he's yeah. the one that put me onto that show really? believe it or not i never ever watched it and he was the one that first told me about it and i just i remember right away i was like oh my god bro i mean this is this was every, like, young black kid's dream at the time, bro. It like, absolutely was. You know, you wanted that. You're like, what the fuck? And at the time, that was the only thing that was hip-hop in the whole anime pantheon. So yeah. it was this very special show. And I think, um, for me, though, just a quick side note on that show, um, what was doper than the ending theme of that, that show? Like, the, the beginning theme's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a good rap song, whatever. I actually like it as a song. But the ending theme is, like, I want to cry. Yeah, like that's one of the best songs, and ladies and gentlemen. If you haven't listened to the ending theme of Samurai Shampoo, just go on YouTube, type that in. Make sure you have some Kleenexes next to you because you might start crying. <laughs> it's such a beautiful song. Uh, but that really got me into anime um, music scores, like ending, opening, uh, and closing themes. Mm-hmm. And they have these fucking great compilations on YouTube of like the top fifty, yeah. and they'll just play like snippets out of them. And, like, even that, even with those top 50s, they still miss a few, like, 90s gems. Yeah, like, of course. Ever, have you ever seen Lost Universe? No. It's on, it's a terrible anime, but you should watch it because it's, <laughs> it, it, it's number one, it's just so nostalgic. It's such a 90s anime yeah. through and through. It's, like, a space force and, like, they're space detectives. Mm-hmm. And it's just so, not, everything about it is 90s. But the opening song and the closing song are. That's what saved it? bangers bangers yo so lost universe is uh is definitely a good example of just like how great these these scores can be no 100 that was actually another uh topic me and mike are talking about ladies and gentlemen mike's mike's in the building with us he's he's sitting to the side uh we were talking about jojo's bizarre adventure you heard of that yeah i've heard of that it's one of the best ending really really and one of the, like one of, one thing that 
that was uh, one of the topics me and him were talking about that like I I'm just such a big fan of is when you're getting towards that last like three to five minutes of your episode and normally you know you have your time slot for when the intro plays and for when the outro plays it's always the the first minute and a half usually and then it's the last minute and a half mm-hmm. where the credits roll and all that but one thing I always liked and I cannot right now tell you guys the first time I remember actually seeing it is when the theme starts to play like with five to six minutes left like as a fight's about to break out or as like you just you just found out like the most terrible thing you could have within the show and i'm just like that's to me sometimes that's even more fitting of a placement of that song than the intro and outro can be sometimes because a lot of these songs fit with the mood so well Mm -hmm. It, it may have dark tones and like you know a main character just got killed off or um you might have like a like an upbeat type song start playing as a character is about to get their ass whooped or as a new power up comes out and I, I just it really speaks to the creative side of when they know certain sounds and uh noises should be played within the episode i, I think, love it i think it also reveals like how important a director is in it yes like you yeah. think about the stylistic choices that get made each episode and how um how important those are to the overall feel and and even though you're watching it like a, technically a cartoon yeah it really shows you like this matters yeah know? a lot of it goes into it too and it's, it's just crazy because most most people wouldn't would never consider that they're just yeah. there for the visuals in most cases you know as opposed to everything else that comes with it yeah man there's there's so much to love about the music and anime and uh i think more more uh about I would say current anime is that I feel like we've lost a little bit of the importance of that like there's so much emphasis on like the design of the show how vibrant it looks which is great I mean of course I care about yeah how good a show looks but there's something about like those like shoddily drawn shitty late night 90s animes that would come on that just they, they went all out for the score they, like, yeah that, that was the only thing they seemed to give a shit about and everything else there's something endearing about that that I uh, I do kind of miss, but there's still I mean you said JoJo's is a yeah good... it's like I mean what you were saying you know some animes got really serious they're like scored like a like a movie yeah yeah and then you got the outro to JoJo's which is freaking you by Jodeci yeah. oh what they no put... there's have it's heavily music inspired bro wait they put a Jodeci song yeah, on freaking oh bro there's freaking a little... the outro for part five yeah there's what a good amount of American music involved the within this show within JoJo yes what? big time. I did not know that. Like, shit. he was even saying, like, a lot of the... So, the powers in JoJo are called uh, stands. Yeah. He said, like, majority, if not all of them, are, are named after, like, American bands or, or American songs. Really? Yeah, majority Whoa. of them. So, you, you could definitely tell that the creator was a huge, huge fan of our music. And that says a lot, too. I mean, when did JoJo's come out? Early 2000s? The show, I mean... The, the show. Like well, either manga would hold 80s. more true. Yeah, the 80s. Okay, so there you go. Like, the 80s. And I'm not being funny. I, I don't want to sound like I'm oblivious to this, but in most cases, especially at those times, you wouldn't really consider too much, like, these uh, these Japanese manga and anime creators to be such big fans of our music over here. So, so much so to even put it in what, for most of them, would be their life's work. I wouldn't, at least. You know? Right, I mean, right. the majority of what you hear is it's, it's always Japanese-themed, which there's definitely no problem with that. But to see our music be so fitting in a whole another culture's creation, it's it's awesome to me. I love to see that because you, you almost wouldn't think these two things would fit together, but they do. No, that's get awesome. inspiration from like you know 
the anime maker gets inspiration from music. Yeah, and you don't even the know how much that detail. Yeah, anime. right, exactly, and it, it kind of works both ways for that, yeah. at least in this what case. Verse got the song Baby Sasuke. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. literally. So you, you see where your inspiration come from anywhere. Not that it's a good song. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, it's, it's, you know. Well, I do, speaking of not that good, um, there was one thing that really bugged me. Uh, did you guys ever see Flying Lotus's anime? Yasuke? I heard, I heard it. I heard about it. I never watched the it. The source though. material is fucking awesome, and they ruined what could have been like a groundbreaking show. I don't know what the fuck that was. I, I feel like I know why it's like that for you, too. Why? Was... So, in case you guys don't know, uh, Adam is actually a big dub fan. Oh, um, yeah. So, definitely slaughter him in the comments if you guys will. Uh, no. Um, I was told, I, I've actually seen a few clips of that. That's what, Lakeith Stanfield is his yep. English voice acting. Oh my God, bro. Yeah. It's so bad. It's I've watched clips and it, there's just like, there's no emotional depth Zero. in, in the dub, the English dub. There's literally none. Like I, I've seen very like scenes that you would think should have just loads of emotion in them. And it's just like, they almost kind of told him in the studio, it, it, at least how it seemed to me is like just regularly talk all your lines and that's literally how it comes about like he's literally it sounds like how i'm speaking to the you bro. Show? yeah bro it, it's like and, and like he said like the um the plot everything behind it like it, it looked great I, at least i remember seeing that's the first cover art for it i remember seeing the first trailer and i'm like this is gonna be dope and then again i haven't watched it subbed it could be a lot better subbed as far as i'm concerned but Maybe. dubbed if you're a dub fan and you is you american made anime though like, it's hard you know. to say nowadays because most new shows kind of are made to, you know, there was a time where dubs were literally just, they were watching the original um, output of the show and then they were just speaking over. Like, if you go go back and watch all of the, like, Dragon Ball dubs, they didn't fix and edit it to the mouths to match what they were saying. It was literally still, like, if you, had, if you were watching it with no sound, it was the same cut. And then just English voices over it. Nowadays, they, if I'm not mistaken, they do have it fit over that. So it's it's way better now, but I don't know. It also makes it funny, too. It, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, that's exactly what I was going to say to the people who are dub fans. Definitely go watch that if you want to laugh because you, it almost, it almost ruins, it basically ruins the show. Yeah, in my opinion, dub, so. and and that that can ruin the show. It can a bad dub. It, a bad but, dub is is huge. Yeah, some ruined. shows are better at dub. Yeah, yeah, like, for that's sure. Serious. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, and I and I actually went through that um, when we went and seen the One Piece movie. Yeah. And uh, when I I had gone and seen I think all the Dragon Ball movies that came out in theaters here, we ended up seeing them in dubbed. And at the time, I'm I'm like this huge sub guy now. I only watch sub, but. Dragon Ball's always been one of those ones where they kind of, it, it worked really well with the voice actors they found. And I don't know if that's a little bit of, you know, if I should credit nostalgia for that. Yeah, I'm sure that's a big play on that because I'm just so familiar with that voice. Exactly. Yeah. But like shows now, I don't know, man. I, I can't, I can't get over that, uh, that little kid, like little fucking baby voice they do for a lot of these main characters. Like, I remember my first time coming across Full Metal Alchemist in dub. Yeah. That was on Toonami. That, yeah. that was another show that was one of those, like, Toonami top spots. And I yeah. just... You have Al, the little brother. Now, I understand now when I had a full understanding of the story and the plot, why it was so fitting. But at the time, I didn't. Mm -hmm. So when I'm hearing what looks to be this big mechanical giant, he turns out to be a suit of armor. Right. 
the bitchest voice you could have ever heard in your life. And I'm like, bro, this this doesn't make any sense. I'm like, this guy appears to be this like super hardcore badass, and then he's talking like a three year old. I'm like, what what is this? But it fits so well. It does. Once you once you know like the story. Yeah, and it's perfect. Yeah. Speaking of FMA, that's on our list of things to talk about today. Um, what anime was better to get into anime than that anime? I mean, that is for me such a staple of like I guess I don't want to say novice anime because it, it is yeah, it is a complex show. Yeah it is for sure. But in terms of somebody that didn't know anything about anime and you want to watch something that's not too alienating, that show's great because it's so Eurocentric. It's not as it's Japanese. Like not yeah it's, it's it's not like a it's not a typical shonen. Friendship. Yeah it's oh, power of friendship. Yeah. I'm gonna save my friends and all and it's like people die. Yeah people yeah, <laughs> yeah people get murked in this brutally no you're definitely right about that and i'm i won't say i'm mad but i hated the fact that at at that time i was not a fan of it i could not bro you know there's definitely the factors that play into this um we've talked about this on other episodes too it, the whole thing for me with Fullmetal alchemist as opposed to like a dragon ball or uh maybe a cowboy bebop is that it was very critical to watch that in order, at least for me. Yeah. So a lot of time, a lot of times I would turn the TV on and an episode of that's playing. I have no clue what the fuck's going on. At least with like Dragon Ball of me watching so much of it, I knew what was happening or I had an idea of like what time period you were at if you were in the Frieza saga, the Cell saga, or the Boo saga at the time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Whereas Fullmetal Alchemist, I'm like, who is this guy? Who is this guy? What's going on? Why is he mad this episode? Why does he look like he just went? Like, I had no clue what was ever going on, so I never had a chance to fully sit down and get into it. Whereas, you fast forward, again, Mike was the one who suggested we watched it, and me, him, and our buddy Spencer, we watched it, and I just remember, I was like, I was almost disappointed in myself. I'm like, how did I not give this show a chance then to actually sit down and watch this? Because it easily ended up be like hitting in my top five spots after watching. I was like, oh my God, bro. They literally did everything perfect perfect show and like it does it does jump out at you um when you're not watching it in order how crucial going to the beginning is mm-hmm. like it yeah. really it really doesn't uh what's the word it doesn't forgive you missing no. an episode or you missing a critical moment in the show uh and it just kind of keeps rolling and that's one of the great things it's got this momentum that feels so heavy. It feels like such a an important show when it's being serious. Big time. But then it still has its anime quirks, so that mm-hmm. kind of makes it endearing in a way. Yeah, yeah your jokes of Ed being short. Right. You know, they they make, they poke off a little funny, and it's like, I feel like the right amount of a lot of what goes into it in anime. Like this is the perfect example of one. They don't do too much fan service with this. No. They, the story stays on track. They don't they don't veer off to the left so far into the story and then so much time down the road they bring you back into it not which that can work in some cases but this case they literally do everything perfect you know and there's one thing i really did like is this small amount of filler i i almost felt like there was no filler while watching the show everything yeah. stayed true to the story and it, it really keeps it within itself it really and does. it's not like uh it's not an anime that has like a villain of the week no either, you know it's like yeah. an actual story yeah Yes, yeah. yeah. It's and not like, just, oh, we got to beat this guy to get to the next point. It's like, nah. Yeah, and the Hopefully you beat this guy. Right. There's two that, you know, they have depth. It's not, 
Yeah, it's not Dragon Ball. It's not, it's not get your ass whooped, get stronger, beat the next guy. Of a character where they just become one thing. Yeah. Like I mean, yeah, there's definitely comic like comic relief. For sure. Like uh, what's my The guy that becomes greed. Uh, uh, Ling. Ling. Yeah, yeah Ling. He gets introduced. We're, know, we're talking about Brotherhood, guys, yeah. not the original. Yeah, that's another thing too. Which one? You know, oh, I, I or? And that that's a good point to bring up because I like I like both equally. I feel like the original, and for those who don't know, the original was not uh, a manga adaptation. This was strictly created as an anime, and it stayed to that. Whereas Brotherhood follows the source material pretty much fully. I like both equally, and and this isn't this isn't a case where that usually works for most shows, bro. Most shows, you know, when they when they have like a an original, just an anime or you know a uh, manga adaptation a lot of times it doesn't work well it really doesn't because you know those core fans want to stick to what they know it for before the show comes out but this one they they knocked it out the park with both i don't know i don't know if there is like another anime that has like two different versions um like a, a source material and a non-source material well some could argue the greatest anime of all time neon genesis evangelion i know it has three versions yeah um, but uh should I get it? Have you seen Evangelion? I have not. You haven't seen. This is the greatest. Know. This is the greatest anime. I, I'm one of those those Evangelion uh, crazy people that always talk about how good Evangelion is. I'm one of those guys. Um, I, I love uh, I love meeting another person like me that also is obsessed with Evangelion, but it's JoJo's. Yeah, that is him with JoJo's. Bro. Oh, with jo- JoJo's your favorite? Yeah, oh yeah. So I gotta watch JoJo then because we gotta talk about it because I'll, I'll, I'll watch Evangelion. Yeah, well, let's do that. For next episode, I'm going to actually get into JoJo's, because that's on Netflix, right? It is. Yeah, is all of it on Netflix, or is it just... Uh, all of it, that's out. All of it, that's out. Oh, it's still going. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. He seems to believe the the last, what's the last two chapters, or last two uh, yeah. the next volumes. Part, the next part might not get animated for a long time. Really? Why At least that? not as a shonen. Because it's like, uh, well, yeah, it's not a shonen. Like, so it's more violent, and the production studio is like, they don't want to they do. They don't really show like all the gore and like guts, uh, but uh, but that's what's gonna work horseback. for the manga. And it's on horseback, which you know. Like, yeah, they can be off-putting. Hard to animate. Right. Yeah. Damn. Just because there's so much movie. Job, yeah. They, oh yeah, that's. I don't know who produces them, but. Attack on Titan. Yeah, I would imagine. It's the like the later studio. The later seasons have been through Mappa. Mappa's been on a fucking yeah. just a wild ride of just putting yeah. out exactly what they should. They could too because we see how gory Attack on Titan is. Jujutsu Kaisen, like they, there is no like, there's no box they can't travel outside of with these shows. They literally, I mean, there is a box they can't travel outside of, but within the anime realm, that they know not to. But I mean, I can't think of anything gorier than Attack on Titan. So I don't see why if they if they hopefully pick that up, I don't see why they couldn't do that. There's no reason. If a kid watch Attack on Titan, they probably have nightmares. A lot of kids watch it though. No, believe it or not, there's a lot of young like if we watched it big time. Yeah, I mean because no, listen, bro. Any other anime that you have that that may come off as like a thriller or a scary, it's what usually comes about within like being scary. You know, like monsters, demons, vampires, shit like that. Whereas Attack on Titan, outside of them being giants and having those fucking googly eyes and those weird ass movements they do, they're humans and they 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 look so human like like that would that's literally nightmare fuel. There's yes. no way they wouldn't have. And also the situation, the hopelessness of that yeah. show, I think, is too adult 
for a kid. Like that's the that's the most adult part of it. Yeah. Is this is like how there's no way to win. Yeah. yeah there's someone, you know, there's a difference between someone getting killed by a Kamehameha and someone, <laughs> someone getting eaten. By yeah. Like, yeah. Like chomped on. Chomped yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah. And, and, and they, but that you know that just gives I give more props to Attack on Titan for that reason because it was so original. Like I'd never seen anything like that at the time. And even like the way because they had a choice, a stylistic choice where they could have shown these things even if they're full size humans to be like these like brooding monsters. Mm-hmm. And some of them are, but some of them are like almost they have intelligence. Yeah, yeah, or have yeah. intelligence or like they'll, the way they'll run or the way they'll walk. Yeah, and like that is so terrifying as as a kid like just seeing something that doesn't fit any of your it doesn't fit into a box it, no it almost that's what makes it almost feel it, real and the crazy thing about what you're saying right now about it fitting in a box is like you know anybody's imagination can travel far very far for anything but it's like it's almost like the creator i don't know the creator's name top of my head but he like literally it seems like to me he sat down one day and thought like what is the darkest depth mm-hmm. of a kid's anime imagination that I could bring to life with this, Tag on Titan. Yeah, literally, bro. Because because it, not that not we've that seen anything like that, but it almost it almost comes about like there's a sense of realism with them looking like humans. With them, you know, outside of becoming Titans, there's not really any powers, with the exception of like fucking the Ackermans, you know. Right. right. But outside of that, th- there's this sense of realism where it's like, wow, you know, like almost as if this is exactly how that would go if that happened today. Absolutely. Well. With they, the, you know, we have nukes and shit, but but the, be, they put that shit to to waste real yeah. quick. But you know what I mean. There's it, like it a seems practical. Real. There's like a practical nature to the shit. Yeah. Like the way that they have to learn how to use all the weapons. Like it's not like a typical anime, right? Well, what would you think? You'd think that there'd be like a chosen, yeah, chosen person, one, yeah, and and they're just the like nasty, yeah. yeah, right. The hero story, right? But with this, it's like they have to really become that hero story they have to work for it which really puts you in this stress situation as a viewer because you're not guaranteed that they're gonna no come there out. is no tomorrow in this show no it's really and you and, really yeah yeah and it ups the odds too when, you know when people who you think are main characters yeah die off mm-hmm. yeah it's got that uh game of thrones element I wish, to it I wish one piece did that more. yeah i know that's what we were talking that was what i was talking about on uh an episode we did earlier about why i don't like one piece is because if we're 900 episodes in and Luffy's still alive, is there even a show? Like, is there yeah, even we, a, is we were there? saying how there's, like, no real sense of danger. Outside of the sea, there's not, like, the, the biggest element of danger in the show. Not that that's a bad thing. It's not a bad no. thing. But, for, re- like, personally, my reasoning is, like, you know, it, it gets kind of oversaturated at some point. Not that they do too much repetitiveness. Not that too many things say the same. But it's, like, you know, when you come to an anime like this, you know, it, it does still mainly fall under the action slash adventure genre and that's one of like the core elements of it you know what i'm saying like like you want that sense of danger you want to wonder like damn is he gonna win this fight i don't know there's episodes where he they do lose fights they get the shit beat out of him there is some deaths not as many as i would like to see but there are some so it works it definitely works and i definitely on, on our episode we gave it its props we definitely gave them the credit that they deserve for it being number one in manga sales one of the number one shows and one of the longest running shows that's been this successful but for personal reasons that's why we were kind of we shit on it a little bit yeah we now, let me did. not say shit on it but we we you know we, we gave them their due yeah i wasn't there for that i would have defended them yeah i know you would have well let's let's oh sorry go ahead 
I was just gonna say, let's definitely uh, leave some notes for the next show. Yeah. So I gotta watch JoJo's. We'll talk again about. I gotta watch Evangelion, bro. Yeah. yeah me too. I, I mean, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're more surprised why I haven't watched it than Mike. So. I mean, this is the great. It's not just the greatest anime ever. It's one of the greatest pieces of art on planet <laughs> Earth that will ever be created by a human being. Oh, trust me, bro. I've I've yeah, read the notes. I've read the notes. I've read the summaries, and I, I definitely. If you, they have a very, like, very uh like true um what's the word i'm thinking of uh fuck i can't think of it like they're they're they have a cult following yeah like a heavy one not as, like as opposed to like how a lot of these other shows have they have a heavy true fan cult following to this show like yeah, i see the evangelion memes yeah okay good good and it's a but the thing that's crazy is it's a cult following here, but in Japan they have like Evangelion cafes. Yeah, it's like a mm-hmm. big part of their culture. It's like a big part of their anime culture is Evangelion because it was such a big show in Japan. But we're coming up on an hour, ladies and gentlemen. I want to say thank you guys if you're listening to this. You've made it the hour with us. We really appreciate you. And if you made it the hour, why not talk to us? Go ahead and email us on two black nerds at proton.me. Uh, and you can talk to us about anything you want. That's two, the number two. Two black nerds at proton.me. And you can talk to us, ask us, tell us what you hated, what you liked, um, why you think I'm stupid for not liking Kendrick or any of that <laughs> bullshit. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll talk more, guys, and we'll be making more. So love you guys, and God bless. Have a great day.